The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transformed their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our guest today is Ray Ibarra. He is the author and producer of the upcoming multimedia digital book, Conversations with Shark Tank Winners. And Ray's with us today to talk about a lot of different things that this book features. The interviews with the winners and participants from the hit TV show Shark Tank tells us how these entrepreneurs landed a spot on the show, what the auditioning process was like. They're going to present insights into the sharks and how the shark tank effect changed their businesses. But before we start talking with Ray about the book, I want to tell you a little bit about Ray. He's an experienced talk show host himself. He has more than 14 years of experience with his own show called New Media Radio Hour, which features best-selling authors and innovators in social media. He has interviewed some of the who's who of business and social media, including authors, best-selling authors like Tony Robbins, Dr. John Gray, Dr. Deepak Chopra, and multitudes of others of that caliber. And so he's with us today to talk with us about this upcoming digital book, Conversations with Shark Tank Winners. Welcome to the show today, Ray. Kelly, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So we're all excited because, of course, Shark Tank, you know, especially among business people, it's it's one of those must-watch shows. I want to find out a little bit about this book that you have coming up. When's it due out? Uh, the book is scheduled to be released at the end of uh, quarter one this year. So uh, right now I'm in production and editing down a lot of the interviews and the uh, bonus video section for the book. So I'm looking at a, at a release date of about the end of Q1 2013. Okay, and it is multimedia in nature. We've said that. What do you mean by a multimedia digital book? You're obviously taking advantage of lots of different formats and technologies. So tell us a little bit about that. Multimedia, Kelly, simply means that uh, there's going to be audio interviews, bonus video interviews. Of course, if you like to read, uh, then um, it has the uh, the written word in there as well. And it's available. It'll be available in different formats uh, from Android and Mac systems, and uh, it's going to be powered by uh, uh, apps. So you'll be able to. Uh, download. Give, give an example. You'll be able to download the app, whether you have an uh, an iPad or whether you have an iPhone or an Android phone. You'll be able to uh, purchase the book from there. So it means uh, basically taking advantage of the different modalities of technology on how you want to uh, to read the book, listen to it, or, or watch it. Wow, that's that's wonderful. And um, again. Whether you're a visual person, whether you're an audio person, whether you like to read, this book has something for everyone. So let's get into the heart of the book itself. You were able to interview some of the winners and the participants from Shark Tank. Now, from what I understand, more than 36,000 people, business owners, 
auditioned, or not auditioned, but they wanted to be applied for for the 2012 season alone. And obviously nowhere near that many made it. So how did the people who ended up getting on the show do that? What's their secret? For anybody in our audience who's saying, hey, I'd like to get on there, what did they do to uh, call attention to themselves and get selected? It's a it's a grueling process. I want to start off with that, Kelly. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a Brandon Mars, uh, owner of Mars Sprays. Uh, he was one of the uh, winners on Shark Tank. Uh, he, oh, excuse me, one minute. I'm sorry, Brandon Mars. He was able to um, to get on the show, and and he was telling me in, in studio, Kelly, that it, it's such a grueling process. There's no secret, really, of being selected for uh, going on Shark Tank. There's an audition process. It's a it's a long, lengthy audition process. And even when you get to have your segment filmed that you're in front of the sharks, there's absolutely no guarantee that your segment is going to be aired. So there are steps to get on there. For instance, you have to you make an audition tape um mm-hmm. to and and you have to submit that audition tape. And then once the producers uh, go through all of those audition tapes, then they uh, select those who they want to call back, and then they and then they fly you in for another audition. And once they fly you in, then the the executive producers prep you on your on your um, presentation on on the best tips for presentations. Then you go in front of more executive producers and producers, and they whittle it down even more. And then you could be waiting uh, to hear back from them, and then all of a sudden you'll get an email saying, we decided not to use your segment. Or you get chosen to go in for a final round of auditions, and then after that you could possibly have your uh, segment uh, filmed in front of the Sharks, and then you still have to wait uh, for your segment to be aired, and you can get a notice at the end saying, we decided not to use your segment. So there's no clear-cut way, Kelly, of making sure that you're going to get on there, but there are those steps that you take uh, to make sure that you do at least uh, get to that audition process, you get to the the different steps, and possibly have your segment aired. Sure. It sounds like you need to be pretty flexible and that you have to have a lot of stamina in order to, as you said, it's a very grueling process, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get on it. So uh, one of the things that I, I had I noticed for about the 2012 season anyway was that they actually added some shows to it. So uh, I I don't know how that worked. Do they call people, do they start a whole new round of auditions, or do they perhaps pull out some of the people who didn't make the original cuts for those additional shows? Do you have any, do you know how that worked at all? I don't have any inkling on how that process worked, but what I can tell you is that I believe I was interviewing Barbara Lampanelli, who uh, she's the creator of Nail Pack, and she went on to secure a deal with Shark Lori Grenier. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was during the interview, she was uh, mentioning some statistics that Clay Newbill, the executive producer of the show, was uh, uh, had posted on one of the blogs, and something to the effect. I think you told me what thirty six thousand people applied for two thousand twelve, something like that. Yes, yes, more and, than thirty six thousand, right. And I believe, according to what, if I remember correctly, what Barbara told me was that something like 100 people got selected to be uh, uh, their segment selected for filming, and I believe 30 or 40 went on to sign deals with the Sharks. So that just gives you a, an idea of the process of and and your ability 
what the odds are for you getting on the show. Uh, one thing I will say, though, Kelly, is that uh, every one of the sharks, every one of the entrepreneurs that I interviewed told me that you really, really, really have to know your numbers and your presentation has to be rock solid when you go on the show. Sure, and that's that's true anytime you're going before investors, but I would imagine since you're going to be in front of their 7 million viewers an episode that it, it sounds like they're averaging that you really have to be on point for that type of an audience. So selection process is, is very grueling. It is highly selective. Uh, how many people, how many of the participants and how many seasons back were you able to go to interview the participants for your book? Well, I I basically got the uh, from this uh, from this year. Uh, I took participants from this year, but I have plans on going back uh, some years uh, if this if this project works well, like I believe it's going to. There's going to be, of course, a continuation on the second part on this. So I do plan on going uh, and doing more of a retrospective on the second edition of this and going back to the beginning and, and finding out how the entrepreneurs are doing from you know the beginning of the show up to uh, where we are now. Sure. And some of them, you know, what happened once they got the investment? Uh, what did that do for their business? What were they, How were they able to take it forward and, and what did they accomplish because of that? And uh, it'll be interesting to, to follow that and see. But how many did you how many did you end up interviewing for this first segment, for this first part of the book? Uh, for the first book, uh, for this book here, I've interviewed a, a 10 of the entrepreneurs, plus I have a special major guest uh, that I'm working on getting uh, that we're scheduling right now. And plus I, put, I threw in some bonus uh, video, uh, audio interviews of some of the uh, uh, winners uh, on my uh, New Media Radio Hour podcast show uh, just for bonus material. So mm-hmm. 10 right now that uh, went on the show and uh, secured deals with the Sharks. Some Actually, some didn't even secure deals with the Sharks, but the exposure, this is why I call the book uh, Conversations with Shark Tank Winners, Kelly, how the Shark Tank effect dramatically increased sales, exposure, and more for these successful entrepreneurs because the Shark Tank effect has dramatically, dramatically increased exposure and sales for all of these entrepreneurs, even those that did not secure deals with the Sharks. And let me give you an example of this. So one of the bonus interviews that I'm putting in there uh, is of one entrepreneur who signed a deal with Mark Cuban, and uh, his mm-hmm. business went up over a 1,000%. Wow. 1,000%. That's just one. One uh, entrepreneur, um, Cheryl Rigdon, the, the creator of the Spatty Daddy, she <laughs> did not get a deal from the sharks, but uh, Damon John is working with her re- anyway, and now her business is just going through the roof. So this is true of all of the entrepreneurs. The Shark Tank effect has dramatically changed their business. It's dramatically changed the way that people are finding them because of the uh, reruns of Shark Tank and social right. media. It's just absolutely mind-boggling what it has done for them. Well, and now with your book and its availability, there's going to be, again, more visibility for them, another uh, round of emphasis placed on them. Did, did, you, did you talk to them at all about the fast, the rapid change in how they dealt with that? Did they know or were they, had they already pretty much geared up for that, knowing that they were going to go on Shark Tank, that even if they didn't get a deal, that the increased visibility was probably going to impact their business? Cause, and the reason I ask this is because – so often, a business that grows that quickly, 
within such a short period of time, a lot of times the business, that can be just as bad as no growth because they don't know how to handle it. Did you get into any conversations like that with them and how they handled that and how they dealt with that kind of rapid change? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I asked them that, and they all handled it in different ways. But the one key factor here, Kelly, that they all had going in their favor was that they secured deals with the Sharks who have all that experience uh, mm-hmm. behind them. So you're getting advice and you're getting insights uh, from some of the most successful business entrepreneurs on the planet. And so that advice alone has been able to help the entrepreneurs uh, avoid the pitfalls of uh, making mistakes that people who run a, a regular business, regular people who run a business, and what I mean regular is that, that they don't have the availability of a Mark Cuban to tell them, no, you shouldn't go here, or a Robert Herjavec or a Barbara Corcoran saying, no, we should, we, I believe that we should do this because they bring all that experience to the table. That has really, really helped the entrepreneurs. I was talking to um, Sabin Lomack. Uh, the other day, well, not the other day, but he came in for his bonus video uh, interview. He's one half of Cousins Maine Lobster. Uh, mm-hmm. They secured a deal with uh, Barbara Corcoran. And he was telling me tremendous insights. You'll hear this in, in, in the book uh, of uh, some of the things that Barbara was able to help them with that they never knew about. And it's too lengthy to go into uh, it, uh, more detail on that, but those are the types of uh, advice, of helpful advice that the Sharks can give an entrepreneur that's helped them avoid those pitfalls. So they're not only getting investment dollars, they're getting uh, investment dollars plus the benefit of years and years of experience from these areas. They become advisors as well as investors is what you're trying to say. And, oh, uh, yes. uh-huh. wow, and, and uh, what, a, what an advisory, what an advisor you get. So when, when, uh, they're presenting to the sharks, you had mentioned earlier that, uh, you learned some of their insights, some of the things that they were able to do to, and, and that they're even prepped on how to present to the sharks, that about mm-hmm. $12.5 million in deals were done in just in 2012 alone. So what are some of the, insights that they had as they presented to these sharks because i know that some of our listening audience they may never get on shark tank but certainly they are going to be in front of investors they're either now going they're already scheduled or they're going to be in their future what can they learn from the experiences of these shark tank winners Great, great question, Kelly. That is a great question, and it has a couple of parts to this. First and foremost, you really have to know your numbers. Right. Uh, The sharks always ask you, what are your sales? How long have you been selling? What are your sales? So you have to be rock solid on your numbers going in, backward, forward. You have to know them in your sleep. Uh, You just have to make them part of who you are and present it in such a way to where you're confident that you know your stuff but that you're not overconfident uh where you are you know can turn the sharks off there's been some entrepreneurs who've gone on the show that were completely arrogant and wanted more and more and more and they ended up with nothing right uh, the other thing the other thing is this now this is fascinating because it is a show it's a television show it has so to be it's entertaining mm-hmm. it's entertainment right so what they're looking for are people that can relate have somewhat of an entertainment value, but can relate to not only the sharks, 
but to a viewing audience uh, and, and capture them. So they have to have almost kind of like an it factor going in without mm-hmm. being somebody who is a regular entertainer, yet they have to entertain, entertain but be a business person, business savvy, and really know the numbers. So th- that combination, I think, is really, really unique, and this is why uh, those entrepreneurs that go on the show – they really their their world has really changed and their and their businesses are turned upside down because it's a combination of believe I those two those two factors. Right. Well, and they become celebrities as well. Uh, and so, somebody who's used to just running a business day to day and suddenly you're cast into the national international spotlight. Uh, in addition to being the business owner, that's a whole nother level that you have to learn how to handle too. Uh, so that's a great point that you bring up for anybody out there who's listening and inspiring. And you, you know, sometimes it, it, when if you go on and you actually win, this is something you might not be contemplating that could happen. So uh, when you talk about the numbers, you brought up what are your sales? Uh, you know, that is an obvious one. As business owners, you have to be able to nail that number. What are some of the other numbers that they're looking for? Well, not only sales, but, uh, of course, how long have you been selling? And and they also want to know, um, uh, you know, they want to know the bottom line. What is what is the cost of, of uh, what you're producing and manufacturing and what is your selling point? That is another big one that they're mm-hmm. they're looking at to see if the business can be viable. Uh, however, I do want to say something about that. Cheryl Rigdon, I mentioned her the uh, just a minute ago, the uh, inventor of the Spatty and the Spatty Daddy. Uh, she went on the show, and uh, I don't know if you remember that episode, but she had absolutely no sales and no business plan. Right. Uh, she was uh, uh, almost had an air of uh, innocence about her that captured the sharks because she believed so much in her product that she went on anyway without any of that, and she ended up getting Damon John in her corner and uh, all of his people working with her, and she recently released uh, her product after being in, in, in manufacturing for a number of months, and her sales have gone through the roof. So there's also not only the numbers that are important, but your passion and your believability in what you're doing, that's also a major, major component of, I believe, of being successful with the sharks. Absolutely. And a lot of times people discount that passion part. And obviously the numbers have to be right, the numbers have to be there, but if you're not if you don't have the passion to drive those numbers, then you know, what what's the point? So yes, the, exactly. the 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 other thing that I wanted to ask you about those uh, about those numbers is I often hear that it's about how big you're thinking. It's about how the investors are interested in how big the marketplace potentially is. So you can go in there and say, you know, I my I think I can make ten million dollars. This could be a ten million dollar business, just for example's sake. But if it's uh, if it's in an industry where you should be making a hundred million, they're not going to be interested in you. So how how do they weight that whenever they're talking to the uh, sharks? Well, there was a, an interesting gentleman who went on. Dan Holtz uh, uh, went on, and he had a has a product uh, of um, gluten free cookies, uh, Liz Lovely cookies. Him mm-hmm. and his wife went on there, and uh, they uh, tried to secure a deal with the sharks. 
And uh, unfortunately, they were unable to do so because most of the sharks did not believe that there was a big market for that specific type of cookie, gluten-free. Now, Mark Cuban uh, was really big in gluten, and he understood, and he was going to offer them a deal. And at the end, in the end, it did not work out. Uh, so, you know, there's a there's a there's kind of a fine line in terms of that. You have to go on when when you have a, a market that's almost. If I could say this, if this is correct, Kelly, a, a niche market, yeah. you really have to be tight on your presentation because they told Dan, all of the, the sharks told Dan that he was an incredible uh, salesperson, uh, an incredible marketer. But as I interviewed him, uh, he says, well, I guess I wasn't that great because uh, I didn't secure a deal. But uh, nonetheless, uh, other angel investors came in and, and offered him uh, Deals of, and, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of. of uh, matter of fact, one of his cookies is going to be in Safeway, uh, ah, the, the, the huge grocery chain. Yeah. Huge market, and that's just one of them from the show. So right. that's that's. Uh, this is what's fascinating about the show. It's uh, you have a product, and it, it it fits a niche market, or it's too big of a market, and the sharks don't understand it. But you still come away, I believe, a winner because of the exposure uh, of, from being on the show. Yeah, that's a great point because when you were first talking about exposure, I was thinking exposure in terms of their products that they're offering and, you know, their marketplace that people would be maybe coming after them saying we want to buy or carry your product, distribute your product. But the fact that there are other investors watching just because the panel that you're in front of on TV says no doesn't mean that one that's out there watching won't say that's that would be a great investment for me. So, good point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know if I can say this, Kelly, uh, mm-hmm. this is why um, uh, this is why the the Shark Tank effect uh, uh, deals with many aspects of uh, once you go on the show. Uh, all of the sh- all of the entrepreneurs have basically told me that they've gotten offers from so many different angel investors after the show and other people that were very very interested in doing business with them. Uh, this is the power of the show. This is the Shark Tank effect. Now, I asked each and every one of the entrepreneurs, uh, what does the Shark Tank effect, uh, what is the defin- your definition of the Shark Tank effect? And they gave me various answers, uh, different answers. What are uh, some according- of them? Well, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, a truly fascinating topic uh, here because, well, going back to uh, Dan Holt's uh, uh from Liz Lovely Cookies, uh, he was actually telling me that uh, he really didn't know what the Shark Tank effect meant to him, but he knows that what uh, he's seen it from, a, uh, you know, different people coming to him and wanting to invest in his company. He said to me, "I guess that's what the Shark Tank effect is to me." Mm-hmm. Uh, other others uh, others have told me um, Mark and Hannah Lim from Lollicup, uh They uh, they developed a. a uh, a product for youngsters that they can drink, uh, and it's very safe uh, cup for you know little babies, that type of thing, uh, mm-hmm. that type of market. And they told me that the Shark Tank effect uh, meant to them that uh, they're walking down the street and uh, they've become celebrities, and everybody knows who they are now. Uh, wow. And and that uh-huh. that the, the word of mouth from that has uh, really helped them generate a huge buzz for their business. So this is what's really cool about it. It has it's a it's very different and very personal for each and every one of the entrepreneurs. 
Sure. It sounds to me, and I know you said you're probably going to end up doing a follow-up book, but I'd like to see some kind of follow-up done, whether it's a book format or whatever it is, where we see from an economic standpoint overall uh, what impact this has had because, well, for example, last year for the 2012 season, there was $12.5 million invested in these companies. So we've had, I don't know exactly how many seasons, but there have been multiple seasons so far. Where have those investment dollars blossomed? Where have they, how, what is the uh, the geometric effect, not geometric, the um I can't think of the word now, but it's it's that multiplier effect. What has that? Uh-huh. How has that trickled out into the economy? Not just from those original investments, but from the investors who were watching and maybe made deals with the uh, folks who did not win, as well as just the increase in sales that they had because of the visibility. I would be interested to see, to see that it's multiplier effect. I'd like to see that multiplier effect, and and really, what does that mean in economic terms uh, for the the localities that those companies existed in for the regions, even nationally what the impact has been. I think that would be a pretty fascinating study. That's a great uh, That's a great statement and a great question, Kelly. And uh, uh, what I could tell you from uh, – I interviewed uh, Rick Hopper uh, from Redirest, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he was telling me in, in my interview with him – I'm going to add this in one of the bonus uh, sections uh, because the interview was so good on my on – my, New Media Radio Hour podcast. I'm going to include it in the book, but he was telling me uh, last year that uh, he had to raise an additional five million dollars uh, for product and uh, and distribution, and he's created something I think to the effect of a of a hundred additional jobs, something to that effect mm. in his local area. So it does have a, a, a huge impact in the economy, and as you all, as you well know better than most, Kelly, small business is what drives the economy here in this country. So it's Absolutely. had a tremendous effect. It's had a yes. big effect on the on the local economy. Absolutely. So, as we wrap up here, what are any additional insights that you would like to share? I know the book is coming up uh, late first quarter that you'll be able to download it uh, through apps on the Android and on the uh, Mac side. But tell us if, if there's any in wrapping up. If there's any other insights you'd like to share before the book comes out. Uh, just that uh, keep uh, watching the show and and keep learning from these entrepreneurs. I think uh, one of the big big things that the entrepreneurs told me is that if if they can do it, and just because you don't get on Shark Tank, these were successful entrepreneurs before they went on the mm-hmm. show. Right. In other words, they did certain things to make sure. And, and this is the big one. This is the big one, Kelly. They all researched online uh, for a product that they needed to have uh, something that was important to them, that they needed something that was going to help them. For instance, uh, Cheryl Rigdon with a Spatty Daddy, um, uh, she uh, was wanting to, to uh, find a product that would scoop out the rest of the makeup in the bottle at, at the bottom that you can never get out, and she couldn't right. find it. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, went ahead and decided to uh, patent it, to copyright the name, and 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 do all. Of, and all of them did that. All of the entrepreneurs did that. So they they have said to me, just because you don't get on Shark Tank, it doesn't mean it's the end all and be all. Because we were successful before we went on Shark Tank, but we did those steps necessary to find a need and to fill it. And everybody can do that. Everybody has the ability to do that. Just don't wait to get on Shark Tank. Make it happen now. 
Absolutely. That's that's great advice. Now, you have some sneak peeks of this upcoming digital multimedia digital book. Where can our listeners go to see uh, little pieces, some snippets of the interviews that you've done so far? Oh, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, you can go to my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube backslash uh, New Media Radio Hour. That's New Media Radio Hour. And then you can go to my uh, Facebook page, Conversations with Shark Tank Winners, on Facebook, Conversations with Shark Tank Winners. And uh, you can get all the latest updates from there. I'm posting and creating new videos all the time of snippets from the upcoming book. And you can just go there for the latest information and uh, and you know stay abreast of all the latest happenings with this project. I'm just so proud of the project and so grateful to the entrepreneurs. And we'll have some big special guests coming uh uh, in the project that we're still working on right now. So uh, just check on those uh, two sites there, and you'll get all the latest on it. Well, we're we're eager to see who these big guests are. We'll keep uh, our tabs on that. But good luck <laughs> with the project, Ray. And, again, uh, take Ray's advice. Uh, as as uh, business owners, you have it within your power, whether you're on Shark Tank or, or whatever, you have it within your power to be a successful business owner and go out to his Facebook page, Conversations with Shark Tank winners, and to his YouTube channel and learn from some of the advice that these Shark Tank winners have. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And, again, good luck. We'll keep tabs on the project. Kelly, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful program. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.